Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, season number four, episode dos. <laughs> Look at you. Going foreign language on us already. Uh, duh. We'll go French. Duh. The duh. Zwei. We'll go German, too. How's that? We can, oh, we can, my goodness. We'll go multi-language here today. Michael, how are you today? Well, now I'm a little confused. Uh, I know two languages, English and sarcasm. So unless we're going there. Yeah, well, this movie does have some sarcasm in it. That's mm. for sure. Artistic people. I mm. love it. They're my people. Artsy. Artsy Art, people. Artsy. Well, and these are not just artsy people. These are New York City artsy people. <laughs> it's got its own rhythm, its own vibe, its own thing going on. The the layer upon layer, okay? You, you take a true story, you know, Jonathan Larson's story. You think about how they're playing upon a time where before he became famous. Yeah. And they're using a musical that he kind of did and yet being redone by Lin-Manuel. I mean, come on. Mm, this is very he's, he's king true. Now. Well, this movie that Huge. we are doing today was a Netflix release. Tick, tick, boom. Boom. Released on November 10th of 2021. This, my friends, is a pandemic movie, to be sure, uh, with a budget of $55 million, which... In 2021, money is very reasonable for a movie of this caliber. The box office, I'm mystified. <laughs> well, it had a small, short weekend release. And the only numbers I assume you could find, because that's all I could find, yeah. were based on this very small, limited yeah. box office release. Did you get the 115K? $115,585. Yeah. And I think that includes the popcorn. <laughs> I, I just do. <laughs> so so that's all I'm finding too. But then you realize they're going by the box office, which Netflix never likes to release those. And so right. they allowed a limited just enough probably to get a little people excited about it. okay a this had a weekend review maybe this was released in a single screen theater <laughs> in greenwich village for for 12 hours uh, that's all i could think One hundred fifteen thousand. and you know because it was greenwich village in the height of the pandemic maybe if i am going under this assumption uh, you know even that would be a high number that would be high note so so one thing that i think are different places that we look i usually use imdb i know you use wikipedia whatever the, yeah the, the places that track this still don't know how to figure out how to do it for things like netflix yeah no they have release. no idea They're, and i'm not sure we're gonna it used to be so easy to see yeah here's what you spent here's what you paid you could probably find out what they paid in uh, advertising if you wanted sure you could probably get a true number that's not the case. Well, and let's even face this. I, I stumbled across this movie, uh, you know, as we're in the pandemic. I watched it. I I would assume it was November of 21, maybe December, uh, scrolling through Netflix looking for something to watch. And I went, huh, tick, tick, boom. Andrew Garfield, story of the guy who wrote the Broadway Rent. smash yeah. Rent. And I went, yeah, I think I'm in. I'll watch that. That looks pretty good. And turned out like... Wow, this was really good. Very artsy. 
Oh, very Definitely much musical. So. Well, and let's consider the director is Lin Manuel Miranda, and we've He's done good. we've done a little work of his called Encanto that was in season number that was three. His. That's and right. What a great Disney you know animated movie that was. Uh, but of course, the world knows Lin Manuel Miranda for for a little Broadway <laughs> extravaganza <laughs> little, called little number. called. Hamilton, which Diddy. which oh by the way was also released on Disney Plus. Yeah, and he's become Disney guy. Oh, he's, he's written. He's I was shocked. I was looking to see what other hooks does he have with Disney, and he has written a ridiculous amount of music for other yeah. Disney movies. I like Moana. Mm, love Moana. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, he was in it. Yeah. He, he had a big part in it. Sure. You know, but, you know, what are you going to do with that? Right. You know, they did what they could. Um, the whole In the Heights was one of his previous musicals before yeah. Hamilton that all of a sudden, now that he's famous, it's like, oh, let's bring that back. Yeah, maybe we should take a look at you that. Know? Maybe so there's it was, some different ones. Maybe it was better than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it makes you wonder. Uh, it was... How I Met Your Mother, he was on an episode like in 2013, so nobody really knew him yeah, yet. Yeah, they didn't know him yet. And all of a sudden people go back and watch, oh, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. on the bus doing the rap, you know, because it was kind of a, a funny thing. Uh, Marshall couldn't get his baby to sleep, you know, and, I, and now you look back, you're like, oh. That's brilliant. But at the time, it was like, who, who's that weird guy? Right, of course. <laughs> and now we go back, well, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel. <laughs> All of a sudden, the episode is being watched more than ever. <laughs> the greatest episode ever of How no, I Met he, Your Mother. He, he did Sesame Street there. And I was like, who's this weirdo? Uh, yeah. Now. Well, well he was a, deal. an artsy, so ridiculously over-the-top, yeah. blessed and, one of my favorite YouTube videos was him and, and, and Andrew Garfield. And uh, Andrew Garfield was talking about his fear, the the one pop-up a cappella song yeah. he does, you know, that's supposed to just be, you know, oh, Jonathan Larson just came up with it. Right, sure. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're all singing it together. Yeah. And not, okay, whatever. But, yeah. but he talked about how that was a little scary for Andrew Garfield because, you know, it's, it's a cappella and it's this. And, well, and, and Andrew Lin-Manuel Garfield. can get anybody to do anything. Well, it's funny because Andrew Garfield is a wonderful actor, but we don't know him as a musician, a singer, a, you yeah, know. He did so well. So this is definitely out of his mm. lane, but boy, oh boy, he owned it when he got in that lane, didn't he? Did he did well. Let's talk about the characters and cast. I mean, there are so many in this, but what I discovered as I was looking at it, once we get past... The first few, it gets real thin. I didn't go real deep. A lot of television, a lot of... So let's take a look. So Jonathan Larson, who is the main character of Tick, Tick, Boom, is played by Andrew Garfield. And, you know, it made me go back when I started looking at the breadth of his career. Hacksaw Ridge Mm -hmm. is a phenomenal war movie uh, about a pacifist who is in the army, refuses to carry a gun or shoot... He did well. Oh, my gosh. His troops are getting slaughtered. It's a true story. Mm -hmm. And he rescued just about everybody. He was good in that. Uh, The Social Network, the movie about the birth of Facebook. And he's the guy that really gets screwed over. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who gets screwed over by, uh, well, the man from Meta. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, One of them many. Well, and let's not forget, he was Peter Parker. In the amazing Spider-Man one and two, oh yeah, really good. And 
oh, by the way, shows up again as Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, it hasn't been that long. A, you did not put out a spoiler alert there. A billion dollar <laughs> movie. I think every one of our listeners has seen right. Spider-Man No Way Home. I think they know all three show up. Oh, by the way, Tobey Maguire is there, too. Yeah. That was that was a phenomenal movie. We should do yeah, that one. Tom Holland, the three of them are there. You know, and it's everybody's going to go, awesome. oh, they're, they're going to go with this Trinitarian theme. Oh, gosh, no, we're not going to go there. I just think it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, hey, made a billion bucks. What can we say? And here's a movie I recommended to you. I don't know if you've seen it. Which one? But he is in the eyes of Tammy Faye. He plays... I haven't seen it yet. I saw that. Oh, my word. He plays Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, my... It is so good. It is... We got to do that one. I'd have to watch it just to see how he looks like Jim Baker because I I think I've seen Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's pictures back They do a great job. They do a phenomenal... But he is... He is so good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's when I started realizing he is a tremendous actor. Oh, I mean, good. I, what heavens. he does in this movie, it's a different side of him. Yeah. And he's incredible. Oh, he's tremendous. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, now, there's kind of this trio. You know, there's Jonathan Larson and then his friends Susan and Michael. Now, Susan is played by Alexandra Ship, and we know her from uh, the reboot of the movie Shaft. Uh, she's yep, good in that she movie. In that. She yep. really is. Uh, but don't forget, she Where was. She also played Michael. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Now, she was in X-Men Apocalypse. When I take that back, that's Michael's note. Uh, what are you doing there? <laughs> I'm getting and ahead of myself. X-Men Dark Apocalypse, Phoenix. I got that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Silk Road. Very uh, critically acclaimed movie. That. Yeah. I got Love, Simon. Uh, how about Father of the Bride 3? Well, that was not a real movie. That was, what, a mini short, whatever, because well, I wanted to see that. But Yeah. Uh, I was gonna go Jaxie. Have you seen Jaxie? I have not. That's hilarious. Is it? It's, it's it was supposed to be like kind of a spoof on the whole uh, when we talk to um, Siri and stuff. Yeah, where the phone kind of takes over his life. Oh yeah, okay. It, it's pretty funny. It's oh. pretty. Well, I mean, it's a little you know. Could have to check my that kind of humor, out. but she's in Jaxie. You should watch that. Yep. And straight out of Compton. Oh, I was going there. You. She's straight out of Compton. She is. But now Which we I got, don't remember her part. I gotta let's, go back and let's watch balance, that and look for. Her. Let's balance that out because she's also in. Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> How can you be in straight out there of Compton and Alvin and the Chipmunks? But Ice Cube Boy. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this one because it did cause quite a stir as it has now populated on Disney+. Plus. She's in Deadpool 2. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's a good movie. The Deadpool movies are good. I haven't seen them. They're a little raunchy and raw, but they're good. I'm surprised I haven't but seen them. Ryan Reynolds... He makes me laugh. He's hilarious. Oh, my word. The commercials he's doing now make me laugh. I oh, mean, my gosh. So and, and I don't know if you follow him on TikTok. Oh, my word. He is so funny on TikTok. <laughs> he's great on TikTok. Oh, my God. I just gives the looks. It's, I just love the looks. I, my, my boys still claim I've turned TikTok into my own food network because most of it's food and recipes. <laughs> oh, but every once in a while, Ryan Reynolds pops up. It's pretty funny. <laughs> he's some funny stuff. Now, the other friend in this trio is Michael. Yeah, that's the one. Michael played by Robin De Jesus. And now here's what's interesting. He's in Boys in the Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, now television, Law and Order SVU. You're going to see a lot of these actors and actresses yeah. in Law and Order SVU. Well, he was he was in five episodes between 2012 and 2016. I'm yeah, like, recurring you know, kind character, of a, kind of a almost a yearly thing. It's weird. But now here's a local one as a as a guy who went to school in Bronxville, New York, just above the Bronx. And used to drive the church down on uh, Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx. I used to go by this exit. He was in a little movie called Gun Hill Road. 
And there really Didn't is a Gun Hill Road Gun Hill in Road. the Bronx, New York. Yeah, Gun sure. Hill Road. Yeah. It was uh, his movie Camp back in 2003. Right. He was a little kid. He played Michael. And I thought that was kind of funny. He played That's, Michael twice. Yeah. Helps when I have that in the right note. Well, you know, that way he can keep his name straight, I guess. It's uh, a good name. Now, some of the other uh, friends of the Friends group, Caressa, played by Vanessa Hutchins. You know, she... She comes to the one party. I don't know if she so much is in the friends group, but she's she plays that role where she's the main singer. It's almost like you brought her yeah. for the voice. I loved it because yeah. when you go to the soundtrack, it's all Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hutchins. Yeah, she's beautiful. Well, she's got a great voice, and no wonder she's in the High School Musicals mm-hmm. one, two, and three. Uh, she was in Rent Live uh, mm-hmm. that was made for. Uh, Cable TV. Surprise. Uh, Grease Live, uh, made for cable she TV. She was Rizzo. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, she was also in The Prince's Switch and The Prince's Switched Again. Uh, last Bad Boys movie, Bad Boys for Life. I miss that. But here's my favorite movie she's in, Machete Kills. Machete Kills. <laughs> I, I figured you'd grab that one. I was going when she tried to break out of her Disney character. You know how they yeah. all want to go dark? Oh, sure. Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. Spring you know, Breakers. All those girls tried to go dark. And, uh, yeah. It's a weird movie. And it never works out yeah. well. I mean, of course, I had to watch it because you're well, like, what? Maybe, maybe how are they except, doing this? Maybe except for Hannah Montana. It's worked out yeah. pretty well for her, I guess. I don't Miley's know. done a good job. That's yeah, true. But she's a mess, isn't she? Most of those Disney, you know, how do you say it? Most of them have struggled coming out in the real world because yeah, they, they sure want to have. break away from their Disney character and yeah. they do it in some really poor ways. Yeah, they make some bad life Except for decisions. Justin Timberlake. Love him. Yeah, don't see her for Justin Timberlake. And he's one, one spot-on golfer, let me tell you. <laughs> of course. Had to get that in there. Hey, hey playing, playing Roger is Joshua Henry. And the reason I had to put him in, this is more of a shout-out to my wife. He was in a long-running cable television show, Army Wives. Oh. My wife loved Army Wives. Amy adored that show. And he was the husband of the one officer, so he was the Army wife. Which the was Army pretty, wife. Yeah, he was. He was the Army husband wife, I he guess. He did a lot of TV. He had Nip Tuck, mm-hmm. uh, Sex in the City, uh, Reneg- American Renegades, a lot of cable but stuff. Where was his movie crossover with Lin-Manuel? Where? In the Heights. Oh, that's, that's right. right. In the look, Heights. Look at that. I missed that one. Yeah. Now, playing Ira Weitzman. Got to love the name Ira. Good good New York Jewish I name. I like his real name. Ira Weitzman. You like his... Anytime uh, you have three names, you're, that's John, a power move. Yeah, Jonathan Mark Sherman. Yeah, Jonathan Mark Sherman. Uh, we know him. Here's a movie I think a lot of people forgot about, but how good it was. Quiz Show. He was in Quiz Show. I, I did see that, yeah. And Quiz Show was about... Uh, the scandal when they rigged the quiz show, quiz show because yeah. they had this guy they had keep winning and winning. That was the big winning. Redford movie. Yeah. But, but you notice he's only done two movies since 2006, yeah. and even one of those was a short. Yeah. Uh, the the Red Dress was a short. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, excuse me, Death in the Red Dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blaze is the only movie he had done really right. since uh, 2006 besides Tick, Tick, Boom. So he, he'd been kind of out of the game for a little bit. Yeah. He was brought back in. He, yeah, they brought him back in for this one. He was in this movie, The Hottest State and uh, The American Playhouse, which was a... Uh, Cable show, so, hottest sort, hottest state, otherwise known as Florida. Uh, could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this morning was awful. Now playing Carolyn, I have 
Michelle. MJ. Uh, Michelle J. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I love this one. She was in Saturday Church. Yeah, it's not us. Ode to the Baptists yep. or the Roman Catholics, I guess. She, she did a lot of TV and shorts. I was really surprised. I thought she was a bigger uh, actor. But you know what? Actress. She was in Nurse Jackie, and that had some serious play. That was a big thing. Loot and the big take I had her for, but not much else. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That was the only big one I really saw, but yeah. it was a small part. Now, playing Freddy is is Ben Levi Ross. There's another three-namer for you. There it is. It's strong. It's it's an arts thing. It's got to be. He he only has four credits starting at 2020. He's a brand-new actor, basically. Yeah, he's he's a babe in the woods, so yeah. to speak. I have him for River, for, uh, River Forked and Acting for a Cause. Yeah, that's all I wrote and down. And that's about it. I didn't have much for him. And don't know either one of them. Now, here's the one. The other big name, really... Uh, and you got to go in the Wayback Machine. I didn't oh, realize yeah. how long she's been around. Uh, she's big time. Playing Rosa Stevens is Judith Light. Mm-hmm. Now, we know her from one place more than any other. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? I mean, she's the mom and who's the boss. But wait a minute. She's been in Ugly Betty, the television series Julia about Julia Roberts, uh, American Crime Story. And that was the American Crime Story about Bill Clinton and uh, Monica Lewinsky. Cool. So she was in that little mini series. A lot of TV. She was in the reboot of Dallas. And wait mm-hmm. a minute, crossover with uh, Michelle J. Rodriguez. She's a nurse Jackie, too. That makes sense. Makes sense there. Did, did you see her very first credit? <clears throat> what was the first one? 1977. Kojak. Oh, yeah. I have that written down. Kojak. Kojak. Yeah, very first credit. Telly like, Savalas. How do you go from there? I mean, that's, that's I mean, beauty. But that's how long she's been around in acting. <clears throat> and, you know, she was also a voice in the animated Joseph King of Dreams, which was really well-received uh, Bible uh, animated movie. That was good. And again, Law & Order SVU. A lot of uh, Law & Order SVU. We sure do in that one. And then the last one I had was uh, playing Stephen Sondheim who is the the king of Broadway. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a king of Broadway, it's Stephen Sondheim. And uh, playing that, uh, that producer is Bradley Whitford. Now, Bradley Whitford has done some stuff. Uh, I have him down to, for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, The Big Lie. He's been in television, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, the Call of the Wild. And that was... Um, you know, that was uh, out just around the pandemic, 2019-2020, starring Harrison Ford. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. You're, you're missing his two biggest. Well, I also have Law & Order SVU. No. And personally, my favorite is he's a councilman on Parks and Recreation. You're still missing <laughs> his biggest ones. Which ones are those? West Wing. He oh, is that's incredible right. in West Wing. Yeah. I mean... The Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip should have been much bigger. That was mm-hmm. awesome. I mm-hmm. love it. But but he was huge in West Wing. But go back to when he was his sniveling, slimy self yeah. as the bad guy, the protagonist, in a little Adam Sandler movie that came out called Billy Madison. Oh, Billy, that's He right. has one of the greatest scenes when they're going head-to-head at the end on yeah. stage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. You wanted to punch He's him in the face. Exactly. You wanted to punch him in the face in that movie. You really did. You it, just He it, was a sniveling little... little. Uh, and yet then, in West Wing, yeah. I love him. So, you know. Well, in West Wing, himself. yeah, he was good in West Wing. That's true. So, 
Do you have anyone else beyond that? Nope. I mean, there's so many other dancers and singers. Yeah. Once you get past there, it's it's these are names that probably when we bring them up in movies in the future, we'll be yeah. like, oh, they were in Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, but right now, eh, sorry, that could be, that very well could be the Not case. Worth our time. And something tells me we're going to be seeing a lot more of Lin Manuel Miranda. I hope so. And Andrew Garfield. I just have that sense more and more is going to come this guy's way. Let's talk about the movie. Now, the movie is set in New York City uh, in the arts scene. We're talking Times Square. We're talking uh, right outside in Hell's Kitchen. We're, we're talking about struggling artists trying to make it. And Jonathan Larson is a writer. He is a not just writer of words, but he is a writer of the modern day musical. And he is very, very gifted. In fact, his friends Susan and Michael, they know how special he is. It goes beyond. It transcends just friendship of knowing who he is. They're recognizing genius. The problem is making it in Broadway. Forget about as an actor or an actress, a dancer or a singer, but to make it as a writer, a director, a producer, that that it's big. that doorway is narrow and small. And the movie really is about him running into barrier after barrier and fail after fail but he has an internal clock ticking that internal clock is i need to become a success i need to succeed before the age of 30. and that benchmark is really set for him by himself well and who he idolizes stephen sondheim yeah because stephen sondheim made it big as a young man yeah i think he said at 27 that freaked him out yeah. He made a big 27. Yeah. Well, you're not Stephen Sondheim. And he was, when he reached 27 years old, he was really losing it, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was Jonathan the, Larson. The movie starts off like right before his 30th. Yeah. Right. And he's he's looking ahead at his 30th, thinking, uh oh. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a very interesting way because I went into it knowing this is the guy that, that wrote Rent. Yeah. And I expected most of the songs to be him working on Rent, <laughs> not this crazy moon opera what was it called again i forgot to write down um oh when you're talking about the whole thing no well his whole you know as he's working on you know on the um uh on his work trying to make it big what we discover is that it rent is not the main focus no not at all Uh, it's superbia 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 is the one he was focusing on and uh and from that comes the whole tick tick boom yeah you know where when superbia fails and they're like write another one right you know he, he starts working about what he knows and we see all these songs the the 3090 the the sunday the why they all come out from the tick tick boom right but then all of a sudden rent comes out right at the end you start to see they talk about it a little bit and yeah. how he well, we won't go there yet. Well, we're not going to go the there end. yet. So really what yet. it is, is you have this community. Let's talk about the fact that he is in this artistic community. Singers, dancers, actors, actresses, writers. They're all together. They're living in, you know, right outside of Hell's Kitchen. They're living in Soho. Uh, he works at the Moondance Diner trying to balance 
having, you know, making money to survive versus following his his passion. Well, creating the art. And really, you Mm -hmm. have to think about musical theater. Uh, Theater in general is art. I will choose live theater any day over a movie. The guy who wrote Christ, Culture, and Cinema is telling you, I would choose live theater because you never know what's going to happen. It's never going to be the same twice. But it is so narrow to get on the stage. There's Mm -hmm. so much money, so much critical thinking that goes into something making it to the stage. Well, I I think if people don't go to someplace like New York, Mm -hmm. you you grew up there, you, you know. For me... Anytime I'd go to a theater, there were these huge places and you're getting a weekend where, you know, then they come to Florida. I'm I'm part of that artist series now. We get five a year where we know they're going to play Tuesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Sunday, one time through, and they're huge. All of a sudden, we go to New York for my oldest uh, senior trip. He wanted to go to some Broadway shows. There's some little theaters. I mean, on Broadway, off Broadway, they're they're these little boxes of people trying to make it. So this will help you get a picture. Years ago, the kids were were in latter year of high school. We'll we'll say like juniors, seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. And we went to New York, New Jersey uh, to visit family. We were living in Arizona at the time. And it's Christmas time, so I got tickets to a play. And it was called Killing Grandma at Christmas... (laughs) The other expletive <laughs> Christmas story. Okay. Okay. And okay. sounds like a good family Christmas. Well, piece you know, the show. kids were older, and I'm like, I've exposed them to the arts. They can see things critically. And the theater was a former Episcopal church. Little, very, very little. And when the woman playing grandma came out on the stage, and she dropped four or five F-bombs in the first sentence of her monologue i went well okay this is going to be an interesting uh play <laughs> but the uh the one who was in the play again you never know who's going to show up in theater was uh one of the one of our famous actors who died of a drug overdose not that long ago uh i wish i could draw his name up quickly i can't we got to meet him afterwards because oh, afterwards awesome. they're serving champagne in the in what was the narthex of the church <laughs> And we're sitting there having drinks That's with... an idea for us. Let's which, keep that in mind. Christ Culture yeah, and Cinema, offering free cocktails. No, we're in not the doing that. In the narthex after church. Uh, but, but the intimacy of the theater and the fact that somebody, yeah. somebody got this play uh, to production on the stage, wonderful experience. And, you know, the but, kids still talk about that. I, I, I look at, I, I, of course, went right to Wikipedia and Jonathan Larson after I yeah. watched uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, because I wanted to see right yeah. and wrong and, and what he was trying to get, the difference between on-Broadway, off-Broadway, how long a run would be, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. and But that's where, if you haven't gone to experience it, you know, we, we go to the downtown here, to Times Union, and right. uh, it's huge. Oh, they're theater. massive. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not the same. And um, no, it's very different well, than when you you're know, in New York. Well, and in New York, too. You can go see, like, Wicked, which is in one of those cavernous, giant got a couple. theaters. But when my wife and I went and saw, last time we were in New York, we went and saw Chicago. We got a twofer on the tickets there. They always have that in Times Square day of. You never, you don't know what you're going to see, but you're going to get two tickets for the price one. And we went uh, and saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, nice. Well, that was really good. That'd but it was fun. a small theater. It really wasn't all that big. Well, all yeah. of this to say, to say, the characters are in this intense, 
very kind of shielded, bubbled community of the arts. Fighting to get on and off Broadway. They're yeah. all fighting to get on and off, which means they're going to rub against each other. Right. Their egos are going to get in their way at times. It's going to cause crisis and strain in relationships. The ups and downs, more which, downs. Which clearly happens yeah. with Jonathan. Finally... <laughs> Did you catch the homage to Brent early on when he talked about not having to drop the key down to let somebody in and stuff? I yeah. mean, it was neat because yeah. we had seen Rent. Right. And and once you see it, now you're watching the Jonathan Larson story. It's like yeah. you see where he draws upon what he knew. Yeah, you saw that. that and that's what they kept telling him. A friend's thing. Superbia was about this kind of science fiction-like, futuristic, futuristic thing. Romance, yeah, it's Which weird. Which, the music was nice, it was kind of cool, but they kept saying, A, the, the lead song is is not worthy to be the lead song, and, and B, write about what you know, because that's where people are going to intersect and relate. Which gets back to this notion of community. And where do you find community? Now, when you're an artist, a writer, a singer, a dancer, and the like, living in New York, you're going to find your communities. You're going to find them in the coffee shops, in, yourself, yeah. in the diners, in your, ultimately what he writes about, in his apartment building, uh, you know, well, this uh, struggling to pay rent, so to speak. The 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 HIV thing that came out in rent mm-hmm. came from his real life. Is he's yeah. losing friends and yeah. they're, they're dying from AIDS. And it's like, oh, right. wait a second, this is no wonder he wrote from there. Yeah. I mean, this is Michael, his friend Michael is a gay man in the midst of the AIDS crisis. And he's he's bringing all of this into the story. Uh, and to me, this is where we want to talk about community. Because for him, he's colored and conditioned by these people. This is his supported, community pushed, supported, pushed, yeah. sometimes critis- criticized in a good way. Right. Critical thinking. And, you know, it really gets me thinking about where is your community? Because I think that's what Tick, Tick, Boom is ultimately about. How one man is and Jonathan Larson literally drawn Brent. to the top by yeah. community. Uh, you know, th- this is from the book of Acts. It's Acts chapter 2, verse oh, 42. Nice. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Isn't that kind of a picture of what community ought to look like? Now, Tick Tick Boom, in some respects, is presenting to us a community, but it's not a community based on faith. It's not a community based on salvation. It's not a community based on uh, the mutual... Uh, the mutual care of one another, because ultimately this community in Tick, Tick, Boom is going to be frayed. It's going to be stretched. Friendships are going to become more acquaintances. They're going to go different directions sometimes. They're going to go in very different directions. And that's not really... Like Jonathan and Susan. You know, where the church was going. It's in our Lutheran confessions. Uh, You know, it's in the Augsburg Confession. There you go. Going to a little little old school. A little June 25, 1530, Augsburg Confession. 
Uh, Philip Melanchthon writes, Our churches teach that one holy church is to remain forever. The church is the congregation of saints in which the gospel is purely taught and the sacraments are correctly administered. For the true unity of the church, it is enough to agree about the doctrine of the gospel and the administration of the sacraments. It is not necessary for human traditions, that is, rites or ceremonies instituted by men. Oh, boy. Should should they be the same everywhere? As Paul says, one Lord, one faith, one One baptism, baptism, one God and Father of all, Ephesians 4. You know, it is difficult for us to be one community, isn't it? We're very different people. Holy cow. Like our things the way we like our things. I mean, just just stop and consider and tick, tick, boom. Jonathan Larson is a heterosexual male writing musicals on for Broadway. That is not typically the stereotype, yet his friend Michael, who abandons his acting, takes the job on Wall Street kind of thing, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, is the gay man who looks at Jonathan and goes, you, you can't abandon your dream. You're too that good. That was my favorite scene Yeah, is when Jonathan does his superbia workshop doesn't get necessarily the offers or the opportunities he thought he would. Well, he got nothing. He was told to. <laughs> well, he got a great phone call or a message yeah. from Stephen Sondheim. Right. That was nice. But he didn't get any offers to do it. Mm-hmm. And what they said, start the next one. His agent said, this is what you do. You start the next one. And he is so distraught. He goes to Michael and, I want to do what you do. I want mm-hmm. this. I want the office. I want the money. Yeah. And what does Michael say? He doesn't say, hey, welcome to my side. He says, no way. No way. Not nope. you. Nope. You're not with your gift. You're different. It was so great. It's, I love this. Think about that. He's set apart. He's different. And, you know, this this will be our spoiler. We never had rent. Yeah. Well, we would have without never. Without Michael. This is without Michael. Who was just diagnosed with AIDS and yeah. told he's going to die soon. HIV. Yeah. Now, without Michael, Jonathan Larson probably never goes ahead and writes rent. But here's your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want to know this next piece, stop it here, go watch, and then come back and visit us. I was dumbfounded at the end of this movie because here it is, before the age of 30, the the play, the musical Rent, which was huge. When it came out, it was enormous. It has been on Broadway forever. It's one of the longest-running shows on Broadway that he dies. Jonathan Larson dies mm-hmm. of an aortic aneurysm before right before the curtain rises yeah. on the first show of Rent. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that community mourned together the loss of genius. In a real way, the church does the same thing when a, when a brother or sister in Christ dies and goes to be with the Lord. We mourn together. We draw strength from each other. Uh, right. Our lives are really bound up in communities. And, and I think that was one of the biggest challenges. I think rent coming out in 2021 is somewhat appropriate because what did the pandemic do? It fractured communities everywhere. We still have people from uh, Grace Church here, uh, Grace Lutheran here in Jacksonville that have not come back since the pandemic has, for all intents and purposes, moved on you know, into whatever phase we're in now of this. Faded into the background. Faded into the background. Rears its ugly head once in a while. Yeah, it does. But, you know, we still have people who have not returned to the community. 
And well, when you're not in community, it's easy to lose sight of what it is you had. Yeah, I think we've seen some of that where it's true. They've replaced what they had with other things. And and let's be honest, it it's easy for people. How do I put this in a nice way? Out of sight, out of mind. If I don't think about it, if I stay busy, you know, right. and 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 everybody wants to turn back and say, well, I don't have to go to church to be saved. Yeah. Well. That's true, but when you read the purpose of church and what you just read of why we have church, yeah, um, you're you're missing why it is so important. Well, and consider, if Jonathan Larson was not in community with his friends, if he didn't have the honesty of Michael, the love of Susan, to push him, to prod him, would his genius ever been exposed to the world? And what are you missing by not being in community now? When you're not in the community of the church, what is there to remind you of the forgiveness that you have in Jesus? What is there to bolster you up when you are feeling down? To push you to use the gifts, because yeah. we are all gifted so different. Yeah. And what? who is there that's going to cause you to do that? I think that really leads us to the question of today. Uh, where is your community and are you a part of it or are you forsaking it right now? Hmm. What's it going to take to get you back into your community? Or if you're in community, how are you going to push and prod others to use their gifts or allow others to push and prod you to use your gifts? I think those are some pretty good questions that yeah. come from Tick, Tick, Boom, an absolutely worthy watch on Netflix. I'm glad we did this movie. Yeah, it was uh, a good one. I think this is just a, a great, great movie about a wonderful story uh, with, unfortunately, a very tragic end. That's just it. I don't know about this putting tragic endings back to back. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying it was tough. I finally went to the theater. Yeah. To see Elvis. Oh yeah. And and, and you know how it's going to end. Yeah. It doesn't change it. It hurts. It yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It and does. Now, now you did that to me again. Now we got Jonathan so. Larson, Elvis. Yeah. Painful. Well, we're doing this to ourselves, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna change we're gonna change gears a little bit now. If you're enjoying our podcast, I would can ask you to consider leaving a rating and a review on whatever platform you listen to uh, Christ Culture and Cinema on. Thank you in advance. It helps other people find us. That's uh, a good thing. Now, next time we're gonna we're gonna change gears. Uh, we're not gonna go depressed. We're not gonna go not? sad ending. No, I'm gonna change it up oh, for us. Changing my schedule. We're I gonna, like it. I'm gonna change the schedule you. right here on the fly. Holy cow! We're, we're gonna go to a, what I'm gonna call a Pixar Disney disaster. Uh, it did not get good reviews this summer. It seemed to cause quite a uh, kerfluffle there in the world of Disney and Pixar. Just wanted to use the word kerfluffle. Uh, but we're gonna go to infinity and beyond as we discuss the Pixar summer release that is now on Disney Plus, the movie Lightyear. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.